And we're back. Another episode this week. Just me, myself, and I. And it's a freaking freezing day today. Definitely changing into fall now. Um, I'm doing this really late, so this is actually going to come out in a couple hours. So, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But it's whatever. You know, as long as you get to hear my beautiful voice. <laughs> oh, man. So, what did we do this past week? So, this past weekend, um, my nephew started playing football. Which I'm a huge fan of. I love it. You know, um, I always pray that one day, like, if I ever have a kid... Whether they be a boy or girl that they want to play football, you know, and um, despite the whole CTE thing, you know, there's they they focus on too many people that that do have it more so than that don't have it. You know, it's not every football player that gets CTE, you know, everyone you can have a concussion doing anything. So I think if you want to do something you're passionate about and that you love and it's just fun playing, you know, and and also like with football, it's so different than any other sport. Like it's a different culture. You know, it's it's a you come together and it's in a totally different way than you do with any other team that you play for, whether it be basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever. You don't have that closeness, you know. And, um, you know, I didn't play football in high school, but I trained and I lifted with the football team and I could just sense that, that they had that, um, tight knit kind of group and just being, and just lifting in there. I have felt a part of that and I love that. And I tried to bring that to soccer, but then again, I had other kids that just didn't care. They were just playing just to play, you know, so it really wasn't like football, but I'm glad, um, they get to have that kind of um, the sense of that, you know. It's hard in middle school, but I think if they continue to play, um, that they'll realize that in high school, and you know they could go further with it. You know, they're they both are decent athletes. You know, they just have to try at it. So. Some people aren't given all the talent in the world, you know. I know I knew a kid growing up, one of my best friends, he uh had no sports talent whatsoever, but the dude worked. Like he just put in work. And if his first year in high school, he tried out for lacrosse. Never played lacrosse in his life. He tried out for lacrosse and made the varsity team as a freshman. And that pissed off a bunch of kids. Um, in the upper class. So, and that was just because he worked. It wasn't because he was the most talented, but he put in the, he had a lot of heart and he put in the work. Like, he just worked harder than everyone else. You know, and then I also know people who have all the talent in the world, but then they don't work because they rely too much on that talent. You know, so they have no work ethic. But yeah, they get to play more because they have that talent, but... Do you really go anywhere with it? Does it really help anyone else? You know, so either way, you can determine what you want to do with that. 
You know, it's about how much you want to play, how much you want to get put in the game. You know, I think it's a different sport for them because they um, are used to playing something their whole lives. They're used to baseball and basketball. You know, they played that their whole life and they just expect to play because also those are teams with not as many players. But then when you get on a team that with a sport that you never played before, um, yeah, you've had catches and stuff, but it's so different in learning plays and um, learning coverages and um, stuff like that. And being on a football team, you're not always going to get to play because you've, you're going against kids that have played their whole life pretty much. Um and have a lot of experience over you. And it just takes repetition. You know. And I was telling them like. Coaches don't always have the time to teach you every single thing. Because there's so many players. That they have to go through. You know. You got to make sure. You know. And also like when you're younger. You are not. You don't have specific coaches. You don't have a special team. You don't have a defense. Defensive coach. You don't have an offensive coach. You know stuff like that. You probably have like two or three guys that kind of know what they're doing and they're trying to help all these kids out, you know, and um, trying to get through learning plays and that kind of thing. So it's hard when you're a young kid and it's up to you to really uh, take that initiative to teach yourself and actually learn as fast as you can. And it's not easy. I don't blame them. But... I know it gets easier if you keep doing it. It's just with anything, you know. It's always hard in the beginning. But if you keep doing it, it just gets uh, easier and easier. So, went to um, my one nephew's. He had like a scrimmage kind of. Well, they treated it like a scrimmage. It was kind of like the B team. So, he did get a lot more playing time in that game. And he did really well. I was uh, very impressed with it. From from him not knowing how to do anything to what I saw, I mean, it was a huge step. So there's, 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 it's the little things that you should be proud of because it's not like you're going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. You're not going to go to college playing football. It's just about having fun and learning something new. You know, when you're a kid, you should play everything. Play every single sport you can. Do everything you can. You know, and then wait till you're older to find out what you're really good at, and then you can focus on that. But right now, I think, man, kids really need to just do play everything, do anything they can, just to help themselves figure it out. Like, I know kids that play sports; they're in drama, they play an instrument, all these kind of things. And then when you get older, you can find out what you're really good at and stick with that, and focus on it. You know, and become really good at it. So, who knows? And then, uh, I watched the, uh, Mr. Olympia was this, was it this weekend? I think it was this past weekend that just went by. And, um, kind of, uh, not, not the greatest class, you know, but it was also exciting to see someone else win. When you have Phil Heath winning seven times in a row, and then you got Sean Roden live, uh, winning last year, and both of those guys aren't in it, 
And Kai Green's not competing anytime soon. And Big Rami didn't compete. I don't know why, but... So, it leaves it open to all these other dudes. So then that, uh... Going into it, the favorites were like, uh... Brandon Curry, you got William Bonac, and then you got um, Hadi Chupan, who's from Iran, who uh, finally got a visa to come to the U.S. And this was his first time competing in the U.S., and he places third. And it was um, it was weird because a lot of the guys just look like soft, you know. Um, not soft to um, like the regular person, but someone who knows like what to look for in bodybuilding. You can tell they're, they're uh, a lot of them are holding water. Uh, and that's understandable and they're like the prejudging because you want to hold enough water. Whereas so you're when you're posing, you don't become flat. Because they're going to have you posing out there for a long time and you start to sweat. And the more you start to sweat, the more you flatten out. But if you hold a little bit of water in the beginning, maybe you could sweat it out and just like just peak during the prejudging or whatever you're uh, posing to, you know. But a lot of them just looked um, like they're holding too much water. A lot, A couple of them looked flat. And it wasn't really impressive. It wasn't like crazy. It wasn't a wow factor. Um, the only thing I said wow to was Hadi Chupan. He came out just looking flawless. And his legs were just ridiculous looking. And uh, But then he started to die down. You know, you could tell he was starting to um, lose the separation look in his legs. Uh, his upper body started to look flat. And stuff like that. So, Brandon Curry, my boy, man, I've been following him for a long time. You know, uh, native of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, one of my boys that lives in Tennessee actually trained with him before, so that was pretty cool that you've trained with Mr. Olympia. You know, and I think it was about his time, man. He he really put in the work. I mean, he definitely, if Kai, if Big Rami, if Phil or Sean would have competed. He probably wouldn't have won. But, you know, it turns out like, things happen for a reason, man. So this was definitely uh, cool to see. Cool to see him take it. And the shocking thing for me was not that Brandon won, but that in prejudging, Dexter Jackson, who is 48 years old, he... Looked awful in prejudging. Like he was like the bottom of the barrel. Like he was still top 10. But I'm looking at like 7 or 8, 9. You know position. So. But then I I didn't watch the finals. Because it's just too late man. You're on Pacific time. And I'm on um, Eastern Standard time. And it was just. I didn't want to stay up that late. So I, I woke up and I looked at the results. And there I see Dexter got fourth. I was like, whoa. He probably really turned it around, you know. So, and I looked at some pictures, you know. And with bodybuilding, it's hard to look at pictures because things happen in a flash, you know. And it's it's hard, you know. You really have to watch 
video, I think, to really capture it. Because some pictures, you may have a guy looking a lot better. And you may have a guy, you know, it depends on where they are at in the pose. So, I mean. But, yeah, I mean, I think it was a good competition. Uh, probably what didn't get the best ratings, but. It is what it is. Um, exciting to see some new guys. I saw uh, Patrick Moore. He came in 10th place, but he just looked phenomenal. For a first-timer, he looked phenomenal. Um, I don't know how he got 10th, but I'm not sure what they were looking for. Because he had the legs, he had the size. I don't know if they wanted him to be bigger or what, but and uh, Luke Sandow, um, Sando came in third last year, I believe, and this year he comes in eleventh. So I don't know what he did different. Uh, he didn't look that great. So I agree with the eleventh place and go on from there. I don't know, bodybuilding is a tough sport, man. When you're supposed to peak at the right exact moment and it's a hard thing to do. I actually think they did it better back in the old days. For some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the the drugs. I don't know if it's something they ate. I don't know. But the the older days, you know, um, early 90s, I think it was. Like with Flex Wheeler, you got uh, Kevin Laroni, you got Sean Ray. Uh, those dudes were shredded. You know, it was just like, I'm like, how do you get like that? You know, you don't see that now. These guys are like misshaped and it's just weird, but I don't know. I always, I look like I'm not too much into bodybuilding like I was before, but I always like sticking with it. I always like, because that's why I started. That was my come up. So I always like seeing that. I always like um, seeing who's coming up through the ranks and seeing who wins and those kind of things. So I got a question. Are you a person that like when you really exert yourself at something or if you're playing a sport or if you're just like running are you a person that your face just turns like beat red? You know, even if you're not even that exhausted, like your face just turns like purple, you know, because I am. And it says people with fairer skin that happens to, and I can see that, you know, but like playing sport, when I played soccer, my coach would take me out because he thought I was tired. I was like, no, man, that's just my face. My face gets really red, even when I'm not even that tired. So, I found an article that talked about that, and I was like, ooh, well, let me see this, because that happens to me, you know? And uh, it talks about your face turning red because the oxygenated blood rushes to the surface of your skin. And um, it helps the heat kind of, like, radiate off of it, you know, which it's weird because I can really, like, feel it. I can always feel like the the heat is coming from my face. And uh, like I wish it would happen differently, but I 
but yeah, so I'm glad, um, I'm glad I, I and also said that it's not like a bad thing. So you shouldn't worry about it because it's just everyone's, everyone's heat kind of like comes out of their skin differently. You know, so some people's like my back sweats really bad more than anything on my body. You know, sometimes my, um, when I, like when I played soccer, or, I mean, any other sport, but I just remember in soccer the most because I think that's just where I sweat the most. I don't know. But I can remember that, like, I would, my face would get beat red, but I wouldn't be sweating so much from my face. But my back would be soaked. You know, I wonder why that is. And I tried to look that up. It doesn't really say too much about that. But I was just glad to see that, uh, that it, it's not it's not like a um, it's not a problem to have you know it's just that it's everyone's different that's all it is the only thing is if you're um, if you're fatigued if you're dizzy or nauseous and stuff like that it might be a little different you might have an issue but other than that I think it's fine. I don't know. I just always hated the people saying, Why is your face so red? You know what I mean? Like, why? Who cares? My face was red because I was working hard. That's a sign. You know, a sign I was putting in work. But, yeah, I always hated that. My coach would take me out. I'd be like, why'd you take me out? Oh, man, I can tell by the look on your face. I'm like, what do you mean? Your face is beat red. Well, yeah. Cause I'm out there working. I'm sweating. I was like, that's just my face, man. <laughs> that's like when people ask me if I'm angry. No, man, it's just my face. You'll know if I'm angry. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So you'll know. Oh, man. So speaking of running, I'm not a runner. Really not. I don't know if it's because I ran so much growing up, but right now I just don't like to run. I don't know what it is. Like when I do cardio, I walk, you know, sometimes to get a little more exertion out, like I'll sprint and then go back to the walk. But other than that, I don't really, uh, don't really run. But I came across this lady who it's not it's not um what they say Oh, it's not um found yet or not approved yet that she is the uh largest woman to ever run a marathon. But guess how much this lady weighs. And she ran a full marathon. 346 pounds. I weigh about two something. And I couldn't imagine running a marathon. And I think all she did was like she's run a couple 5Ks and stuff. And she was always last. But she didn't care. 
She wanted to make her time better each time. You know, so she kept doing it. She always got over an hour, over an hour, over an hour. And then finally she did it at less than 60 minutes. And to be three, and she started off at 380. And to be 346 pounds and put that much pressure on your your legs and your joints and your ankles. Jeez. And she's still doing it. She's still doing it, man. Like They wanted to make sure she wanted to make sure that um cuz I think she wanted to tell the Guinness Book of World Records, you know, that she if she qualified for that. So she they took her weight um before and after. And she as says at 346 pounds when she weighed in before the race, she didn't expect to finish with a good time. She just wanted to finish. Um, yeah, her first 5K took 90 minutes. Each time she lined up for another 5K, her times dropped closer and closer to the hour mark. She was even able to incorporate... Intermediate running with her walking. In 2018 is when she finally broke the hour mark in the 5K. And she didn't know how much like motivation she was. Like how much she motivated other people. When she was running. But people really got motivated. And that, that impacted them. And it made them want to do better. And run faster. Definitely would with me, man. If I saw a lady that big running in the same race that I'm running, you bet your ass I'm going to be running 10 times faster. You know, because that's just going to, I'm like, damn, if she's doing this, I need to step up my game. You know what I mean? And it says a lot of her family has, um, it's gotten them up and started running with her and stuff like that. Definitely, it's the things that you do when you think no one's watching is what's inspiring. You know what I mean? You're really in it to do it for yourself. And, you know, other people will just watch you. Other people are going to see it. So you don't have to talk about it. You know, I hear people all the time. Oh, I just want to inspire people. I used to be like that too. You know, I'm just, I just want to inspire people you know i think if you're out to try and do that then you think you're thinking too hard you know i think you just live your life and people get inspired by it and you're not always gonna know so that's what's hard that's what's hard about like doing something to inspire people or motivate people because you don't know what motivates them, but all you can do is do the best you, you can, you know, and if you're doing the best that you can, just maybe you're going to have someone watching and maybe that can impact their day. Maybe that can impact them start to work out or them start to eat correctly. You know, I learned that. Going forward as a personal trainer, 
I was always looking to try and motivate people. And not everyone gets motivated the same way. And I think that that's what took me a while to learn. Uh, a lot of people didn't get motivated by me because I'm not similar to them. You know, they saw me as more of a coach. And they just wanted to do what I told them to do, you know. So... I don't know. I never know if people get motivated by what I do or whatever, but it is what it is, you know? Um, I would definitely love that to happen, you know, for people to get motivated or inspired or whatever. But really, all you can do is just do what you're doing, you know? Try and make an impact on yourself. Because you got to work on yourself before you can anyone else, you know. And this lady's done that. All she wanted to do was get up off the couch. Because it looks like she had surgery. Uh, she says she says that uh, I had two surgeries. I couldn't walk or put my foot down for three months after a roller derby injury. Um, that's when I realized I was taking life for granted. I put on more weight sitting around for three months, so I started walking and do 5Ks. And she's only 33. So that's really young to be that heavy. But you know what? To be that heavy and run at all? Like, don't even... I'm not even thinking about running a marathon. I'm thinking about running at all (laughs) and it just blows my mind that this woman's doing this you know and she's gonna eventually lose the weight the more she runs you know hopefully she'll clean up her diet and you know she'll lose the weight like if she keeps this up i have no doubt in my mind she'll lose the weight and that running's that just gonna become easier and easier for her But now she wants to do a 50K Ultra. Nope. (laughs) That's something that wouldn't even come into my mind. But it comes to her mind even though she weighs 346 pounds. You know, this lady, she's a different animal. You know, she's got something in her that she's found that was probably always there. But doing this just brings it out of you. You know, you ever do something like that? That you never thought you could do something until you did one thing. And you're like, oh shit. Maybe I am good at this. Or maybe I can do this. You know, that's why everyone says, if I can do it, you can do it. Because they know where they came from. They know where they started at. You know, it just takes a lot. It just takes work. And people don't want to work. People want it given to them. You know, or they want to work for a little bit. You know, I'm someone that I love to work. I love doing things. I love doing different things. 
Sometimes I do too much. I'm all over the place. And when I'm trying to do one thing, I have another thing going through my mind. And it's taken a lot for me to bring that and compartmentalize that and say, okay, no, we need to focus on this. Don't think about that. We'll handle that and whenever we've done this. And that's really hard for me. I mean, I still struggle with that. But I love doing so many different things. And so many different aspects of life. Like, I don't just stick stick with one thing. You know, you can't call me a meathead because I don't just lift. That's not all I do. You know what I mean? So... I think that's my that's my <clears throat> kind of talk for you guys to or for someone whatever. <clears throat> Man, I got cotton mouth so bad. Stupid. Is <laughs> to if you want to better yourself, do different things. You don't have to just stick to one thing. Or if you want to stick to one thing, make sure it's something that you love to do. And that you're passionate about. Like this lady seems to love to run. And it just really... Uh, this is this story, man. It just... And this is why I'm talking so much about it. Is because it really got to my heart. You know, when I was reading it yesterday... I was really, I was about to tear up. I was tearing up. It's inspiring, man. Like, it makes, I love reading stories like this because it makes me want to do better. And anything that helps me do better, um, I'm all for it, you know. But definitely, uh, definitely try and do more things. If you love to work. Take time off. You know, it's hard. But I told myself I want to take a vacation a year. One vacation a year because then that way it clears my mind. It's, it just brings me back to regular thinking. And brings me back to, to like um, ideas. Because I think... When you're working so much and you're trying to think of things and do things and especially putting out content or whatever, or whatever your job is, I think it's it's kind of like your brain is on overload and it kind of gets fried a little bit. You know, your brain can handle a lot, but if you're constantly pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, I mean, it's just like your body. You need a rest day, right? So I think, and that's why I decided for me, no matter where we, well, no matter where we go, what we do, I need um, a week or two to really like decompress and not have to think about all that. I mean, I might think about it because I'll, I want to, you know, come up with different things. But if I have an idea, I'll write it down and then let it go. I'm not gonna sit on it. I'm not gonna. Try and keep it in my mind because I'm going to have it written down. 
So then that way, when I get back to work, I can think about it and be like, oh, yeah, remember I had that idea and it's right here. You know, I just had an idea yesterday of what I wanted, something I wanted to do for a video of when we go to Disney World. Because we're going to Disney World in about 41 days, I think, 42, 41, something like that. And I love doing little like cinematic looking videos from different places like that. And I had an idea for it. So I'm not going to remember that idea from now all the way till then, you know. And so I had to write it down. And now when I come back, I can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, let's try that. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think a break is needed and I think people are too afraid to take any kind of rest, but rest is part of that work and it's hard to see it that way, but it is like a rest day and lift. That's part of your routine and needs to be. You know, I understand you have fun with it. I understand. But if you want to make any kind of progress, like your body's got to chill. So, yeah. So let your body chill. Take a rest day. You know, go find something to inspire you. Look, if you let, if you have something inspire you, go do something about it. Don't waste it. Don't waste that inspiration or motivation. Go use it. Go use it out in the world. Go use it with what you do. Because that's how you're going to motivate people, is by doing your thing. You know, do something that you love to do. Do something that uh, you have fun with. You know, I don't care how many likes it gets. I don't care how many views it gets. It doesn't matter. If you love to do it, then do it. And then just try and progress with it and make it better each each and every time. You know? You're not going to be one of those people that always becomes famous over everything they do. Or make a lot of money in everything they do. But you can always strive to be. Just have fun with it. So. That's all I got today. I had to make it short because I actually have to get this out. In a couple hours. (laughs) So. Hope you guys got something from it and don't forget to go to stnutrition.com and get your onward because this this month onward is 10% off and what you could do is go to the promo code when you check out, type in onward10, get you 10% off and onward with a free funnel. So that's always good. If you don't have a shaker, you can buy a shaker too. Or you just use your funnel to put in your water bottle. It works. I love it, guys. This is Strong Tower Podcast with Big B Ham. And I'm out, guys. Peace. Peace.